Okay, welcome to Burnham Brothers Jiu-Jitsu Podcast, uh, episode number, what uh, episode are we in? Five. Five, yep. Yeah. Um, with myself, Luke, and Cooper. Episode, episode six, actually. Episode six, right um, Myself, Luke, and Cooper. And today we've got a, uh, a special guest with us who is, I'll just give you a brief rundown of her um Major titles, IBJJF World Nogi Champion 2015, 16, 17, and second in 2018 from Team yes. Checkmat, Patty Fuentes. Welcome to our show. Thank you. Thank you for invite. No worries. No, anytime. Um, <laughs> it's great to have you. Yeah, it's actually an, an honour for us to have you here. You're... Um, you're a big name in the sport and um, we really appreciate you giving us your time. Of course. It's nice to talk with uh, people from everywhere and get to know like the jiu-jitsu people, you know, so I like, I enjoy doing this a lot. <laughs> yeah, cool, that's cool. good. Okay then. So how is life for you during this COVID-19 pandemic that's going on? Um, you're in Brazil, I'm pretty sure still these days at the moment. Um, <laughs> No, I'm in California. Oh, you're I live in California. In California. Yep. Yeah, I live in California for eight years already. Yes, since 2012. Yes. You guys are still in lockdown yes. as well, yeah? Yes, we're still in lockdown. Um, I train and, and work with uh, Leo Vieira at his uh, gym, Checkmate Headquarters and Dojo. And we're, I think we're planning to open on the June 1st. I don't know how uh, it is, but I think we are uh, going to be able to open with social distancing. I don't know what yeah. does it mean uh, training-wise, but soon, in about a week. Cool. Yeah, it makes it hard, doesn't yeah. it? Like, we're, we're the same. We're in lockdown. I think we're... Yeah. June 22, I think we're allowed to open our gym again. And, yeah, social distancing. I'm not sure how we do jiu-jitsu with social distancing, but... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's pretty much like, I mean, how we're doing now. I We still were going with the Zoom meetings and we have the classes with, yes. like, I have, like, a piece of mat. And, like, we do body movements and we try, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, that's all you can do, isn't it? It's not, um, it's a different way of learning. How, uh, learning a different way of teaching, I suppose, is what we've found, yeah, with the Zoom meetings, online meetings and stuff like that. Yes, I think in, uh, right now would be a little uh, just better for her, like who, ha who has like family and partners in the house because like during the training, even like if there's social distancing, you guys can spar in between you guys, you know, yes. or yeah. have like small groups that uh, if something happened to someone, we just isolate the whole group or I don't yeah. know, yeah. got to think of ideas too slowly make uh, small matches so people can spar again yeah that's where we've been lucky for ourselves like there's four yeah. there's four of us that train in the same house so we've got the mat set up here and we're still been great so yeah it's been good that's great uh, yeah for me it's just hard like it's really hard like last week for the first time i had like one of my students that does private with me we train together and I did like a little uh, wrestling practice with some other like of her friends at the garage too. But it was like pretty like much my first time sparring yep. a few months. Yep. How did that go? <laughs> um, I, I, 
I mean, I haven't done wrestling even even longer, and the girls were like, it was just like folk style, so it was just so hard for me. <laughs> so stiff in my neck, it was so hurt in the day after. Like, oh my god, so out of like face for wrestling right now. But jujitsu was a little easier when I spar jujitsu. It's just like a lot of power, but I yeah. mean, that's what I do. <laughs> Yeah, I think with like jiu-jitsu, you can control the pace a lot more yourself. Not only because exactly. we do jiu-jitsu, but wrestling's a lot more um, high pace and intense and it can be tiring so quickly. So like, yeah. Yeah, and if you're out of shape, we start to like, you get stiff and then the other person just feels you even yeah. more when you're tired. So it's worse for you if you like <laughs> exactly, yeah. try stop sometimes, you know, because they start to like, that and just mm -hmm. going all the mistakes and get your I mean you know, yeah. <laughs> I know when I do jiu-jitsu like after a break or whatever I always come back I'm, I'm more of like a uh, open guard passer like pretty fast but sometimes I'm not mm -hmm. as fit so I'll come back and pressure pass instead or like mm -hmm. hold more just to um, save yeah. with the gichu it's easier I think yeah, yeah for sure I didn't know gi just because I was uh, training wrestling. I didn't have a gi, but uh, yep. How no, good. Um, how was life growing up in Brazil for you? Um, enjoyable? Yes, it's it was enjoyable. Doing things are like just very different. Like um, I was a younger sister. I had two older brothers, you know, and I was. Um, a ballerina that's what I actually did growing up because my grandma she she did ballet her whole life and so I had like this uh, um, how to say a membership free with uh, like a ballet school and they were like you know because of my grandma and so I did it for a long time and so I wanted like to do something different, like uh, than the girls that I grew up with, and all the ballet environment. And my brother took me to jiu-jitsu, and then I started training when I was like 15 years old, and uh, I just loved it at first. Like I, I, the first day I walked to the gym, I walked to the gym forever, like yeah. like I go now. Yes, it didn't have like a break or anything. And then I competed my when I was three months and a half. I won my first tournament and then I lost my second, mm -hmm. lost my third for the same <laughs> girl. <laughs> Anyways, but uh, it was hard back on the time because um, there is not a lot of like there is a lot of jiu-jitsu in Brazil, but there is not a lot of females in jiu-jitsu, especially professionally. Yep. And like um uh um, before like not right when i started but like maybe a few years before five max ten years before um my i started doing jiu-jitsu like it was very like bad scene by because media tried to like put jiu-jitsu really bad you know oh, okay. so like every time there are like fights on like nightclubs or things they would say oh jiu-jitsu fighters and they would like put on mm. the news things like that so jiu-jitsu uh was for who didn't know and didn't understand it was a little like uh bad associated in my state for a few like for a while you know because of these episodes 
that uh, the fighters or they would say that the people that are fighting on the streets would be jujitsu fighters, you know. But actually, I haven't, I didn't experience uh, any of this. But anyways, I had a hard time like um, growing into this sport and like convincing like people that that I could do it professionally or that jujitsu could like help me in my life for like as a career and it started not just like a hard time competing but actually with my family because I used to be a ballerina so it's really hard for me my mom to accept that I was fighting she didn't see it as <laughs> really good you know so I need to put this shit up. <laughs> she didn't see it really good so I had to fight a little bit for that you know yeah, I was actually going to ask, ask you that um, about, because I knew you were doing ba uh, ballet for like 15 years. And I was curious about like whether your parents would be supportive because it's a big thing to leave a sport after doing it for, for so long. Yes, yes. I had like hard time with my mom, not my dad at all, but my, more my mom and accepting mm -hmm. it. And I had like... Um, I mean, I had to go work and um, she wouldn't let me have my gi home because she didn't, she would hide it from me, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, so I only had like one gi and I would like leave it on the rooftop of the gym I trained. Yep. So to dry the sweat, so I would use the same <laughs> gi the whole week long. Oh, wow. Exactly. Because back at the time, I only had one gi too, you know, and then when I got two gis, I would like put every other like three days and go each Wednesday. But I had to like hide my gis and uh -huh. or take it with me, whatever I'll go. So uh, she wouldn't like hide it from me. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Wow. That's uh, crazy. Yeah. Understandable. Now she's okay. Especially with back it. in back in those days like it would have been hard for her yes uh, she yeah, it's not like she, yeah she's she used to like have a lot of like all the stereotypes oh i try to get to your gym but it smells so bad they can't walk <laughs> through the door <laughs> how do you even like it you know little things <laughs> like that but my dad is always being supportive and my brothers they took me to jiu-jitsu so like was uh by the other side i had like support too i can't complain you know uh-huh like my my father would go to to watch me compete and i mean and when i fit first came to america to compete my dad like kind of helped me out to getting the tickets so yeah. it's not like the old bad side of it <clears throat> yeah how long was it before you started to kick your brother's butt <laughs> oh <laughs> it was fast <laughs> it was fast because I was younger and I had more time to train and just to dedicate. So my brother is not a black belt still. He's a purple belt now. And my other brother is even still white belt. So yes, <laughs> it was quick. I should try. Uh, he's good now. He's a purple belt. So he's learned a lot, my brother, you know. Yep. So it's it's hard because he he knows I can handle this, so he doesn't feel bad of like doing power or stuff with me. Yeah. So yeah, it's hard for me to beat him up, but I I think I still can do it. I don't know. I haven't trained <laughs> him in so long because <laughs> he's in Brazil. <laughs> um, yeah. Did many of your um like I know like some people who come from different sports um like attributes from that sport 
carry over to jujitsu? So did ballet at all help your jujitsu? Like maybe like flexibility or anything like that? Um, I feel like with a few things, like one thing is like in ballet, everything you do to one side, you gotta do to the other side. So yeah. when I was a beginner in jujitsu, I had like that OCD with it. Yeah. So yeah. everything I did to one side, I did to the other side, even when everything was so hard. Yeah. So now I don't have such a hard time doing positions to both sides because yeah. I've always used it, you know. And I'm like I'm left-handed too, but I like I don't ride goofy, but I fight stuff. I don't know. It's just like I have like I do things for both sides a lot, and I think awesome. that ballet has always forced me to it. Yeah. And I think flexibility too, and the knowing your body, you know, like the part and timing because of the, the the dancing you learn a lot of timing i think it helped a lot more than than i thought it would when i joined jiu-jitsu i didn't really uh it i didn't even know i thought it was some kind of a taekwondo or something i actually i like taekwondo yeah but but my because i saw at the olympics mm-hmm. but my brother say no i'll take you to jiu-jitsu it's fine i'm gonna like there's a girl over there she's a blue belt so there's a there was someone at the gym already that to help me. And so that's how I ended up joining jujitsu, you know? <laughs> oh, nice. That's good. Um, I was wondering, so you won your first, I believe, world title as a brand belt in 2015. Um, yes. How did it feel? Because 2013, you got bronze. 2014, you got silver. How did it feel finally? Uh-huh. Yeah, it was good. I felt like, um, yeah, I did it step by step. I fought three worlds as brown belts, yeah. one step at a time. But, uh, you know, I felt uh, that on the year before, on 2014, I was really frustrated because I felt that I was so ready to win. And I I've, I have this video, is it's on YouTube, if you guys take a look. Is one fight I had like at uh, the finals with uh, Rikako, I watched the that Japanese last night. girl. Yeah. Yes, and I was fighting her and I was feeling so good, like, you know, and a huge dude came and he fell right on top of me through my back. Yep. Like, boom. And that moment, I kind of lost the fight over there. Like, my heart started to race, my mouth, like, I got like, I felt like my pressure down. I felt like crying, you know. So I lost my whole concentration. It was horrible. Yeah. Like terrible, yeah. Oh, I don't. I don't even like to remember. Oh, don't get upset. Uh, sorry. No, because I remember the feeling, you know, and it was really bad. And there was like nothing nobody could do about it. It was just an accident, and, uh-huh. and like I lost it. So um, I couldn't focus anymore. So I hadn't. I needed another year to go there and yeah. have it done. So and, it was like, I couldn't wait no more. You know, 2015, yeah. I trained so hard. Like I had my family over here, my brother, my, oh. my sister-in-law, they came all the way up from Brazil because like they knew like since the 2014, that thing, it was just like nobody's fault, you know? Yeah. But it happened, <laughs> it yeah. happened then. It's sorry that I cry. It's just like it's just <laughs> no, a it's moment, right. you know. It's because I feel the moment, you know. It's just like like someone hits from behind, you know. It's just like it's yeah, terrible it was, that you like. It's terrible to see you crying, but it's amazing in the same aspect that um, 
you still have so much feeling and passion for that fight when you when you lost that just shows how much you love what you do yes it's amazing yes and how much i felt ready for that too like during yeah. the fight it was in the beginning my but you know when you know like it's your day and you're doing everything good i remember in the fights before uh, the girl were kicking in my face by accident and my mouth was already bleeding it was just like a crazy day you know yeah. a lot of emotions and and i think that day i was like now i cannot lose another finals you know <laughs> and then 2015 it happened my way and it happened like some weird stuff too the referee stopped the time and then he put me on the middle and then he didn't start the time uh -huh. and then they say that my my advantage that i made in the finals that the, the in the end of the match was after the time was gone if the uh -huh. referee didn't I, i mean anyways i won the fight but they still were trying to take it away from me yeah. <laughs> i was like okay then in the finals i'm like i gotta finish this fight man then i could be able to finish i did a bone arrow oh, and I then I, i i got the, the title i was like okay then i got my black belt it was almost like washing my soul yeah and yeah that, that was been, it that would have been a, a pretty cool moment getting your black belt up on the podium yes it was it was like a crazy day Especially and then uh, 2015 was a crazy year And you went into went on to win Nogi Worlds as well. Yeah, it's right after on my birthday oh, in November. Nice. Back on the time the tournament used to be in November, it was right on my birthday. It was, I mean, it was on November 8th. My birthday was on the 9th. Yeah. So I, I, I that was a surprise. I, I wasn't like uh, on that pressure on myself to win, you mm -hmm. know, because it was my first time. Yeah doing it as a black belt and it was a surprise that I, I, I got it. So it was a great moment too. Yeah, well, that, that was another question we had, Locke, was yeah. um, did you feel pressure going into that comp as your first at black belt and... Um, Coming off a win at D-Worlds, not as a black, but as a brown, still your first big one at, you know, black. I didn't, felt, I didn't feel pressure, no, because... If, Because I was new on the black belt, you know, so I was like, I, really not pressure at all to win, especially because I didn't win no Nogi Worlds in color belts. Yes, yeah. so I, I I made it third and finals a couple of times, but I didn't win. So I was just like, really just, just learning, you know, like excited that I was a black belt for sure, but not like in feeling any kind of pressure. I feel pressured on the following years mm -hmm. i did you know but yeah <laughs> not on the first yeah do you feel like um like when i was looking through your record you were always so close all through the color belts like second third second third um mm -hmm. did you feel like um up until like you then you won worlds and nogi worlds 2015 then you won nogi worlds two more times do you feel like once you got your black belt you were more like um like shot into the spotlight in a sense, like um, people started to look at you more and stuff like that. Like, Yes, I think first of all, uh, the, in the for, uh, to the purple belt, I lived in Brazil. So I was like so divided in so many things. I was doing university and working yeah. and the life over there was so hard for me just to keep in track of everything so I could train. So I, one, I feel that I couldn't focus as say much before I moved here. Yeah. And then in 2012, when I was a purple belt and I moved here, everything started to get better for me. 
because yeah. I could just focus and train. I was done with school, so I, I I used to teach classes, but not as much, you know. Like now, I feel like I teach way too many classes. <laughs> that kind of yeah, you know, little by little, I start to getting more and more. And now I teach way too many classes, and it's kind of hard to compete and stuff, train. But back on the time, it was more like oh, I had sponsors, and I teach like three classes a week. I could train, so I felt like I could focus more in jiu-jitsu and compete and then when I uh, feel like I got better you know when I had more time to focus and I think it I think it happened naturally from 2012 to when I got to the black belt I was just like I, I was in a good level there you know uh-huh. like because also like of all this thing that happened on the brown belt and my professor uh, because I didn't win in 2014 he didn't give me the black belt yeah. <laughs> for the whole year again so I had like so I was a I was a purple belt for like four years and then I did like three years. I mean I did two years of brown belts because my first tournament as brown belt was already the first world that I got third. Yep. So I was two years as a brown belt, but I got a lot of experience, you know, of competing all the tournaments up here and there's a lot of tournaments brown and black belts together, you know. So I think that time in my my life where I could focus it gave me where I gave what I needed to like the level of what black belt is and yeah. you know, I think that's why my results got better too since I could focus on it. Yeah. Uh, makes sense. Yeah, it makes 100%. a big difference, doesn't it, when you can actually focus on your competitions. Yeah, as without and worry like if everything else, you know, with school and life and work and paying bills, like, I mean, I was paying bills, but it was just different, you know, like living with my friends, teaching classes and getting a sponsor, you know, so it's, it was a simple life at the beginning, but it was just what I wanted, just train, you know? Yeah. So it was what it, it took for, to get, yeah, to what, reach the level. We know what that's like ourselves or not me, but Cooper, Cooper's 19, uh, a brown belt, and he competes in America a lot. Um, he doesn't normally live here just while he's in lockdown. He's here. He normally trains in Melbourne. Um, uh, but he's the same, trying to trying to make money to pay bills while he can still train, train hard yeah. and win that world yes. And he gets. I think that's where it's not. It's not easy. No. Yeah. And then I think that's what happened when I was here for a while. I could focus and get like minimal bills as possible and I could focus and train. And then I made it all the, got to the title suit that I wanted. Now I, I had to go back to work hard and <laughs> I got a lot of bills to face you. <laughs> Not a lot of time to train, a lot of classes to teach. Yeah. <laughs> but I do jiu-jitsu all day long. I can't complain about it, you know? Yeah, yeah. that's a good point yeah um so your like your major titles are uh, predominantly no gi titles but talking to you it doesn't seem like you'd consider yourself like a no gi athlete you're probably both was is that a, a correct assumption or well to say that i'm a no gi fighter yeah would you consider yourself a no gi fighter or would you consider yourself both or both, yes, yep. both, both because I do train gi every day and yep. indeed every day of always every day since I started. I didn't really train no gi much until I was moved back here at 2012. I did in Brazil like once a week. I competed like maybe twice. I did wrestling back on the time there, but like a freestyle a little bit. 
but also not a lot, you know. So it was the only nogi I did was more wrestling than jujitsu, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And when I moved here, I started doing these jujitsu tournaments and these uh, submission only. And I think they had a lot of these tournaments here in California, you know, like four fights or three fights and, and no submission only. Or back in the time, they would go for long minutes. They wouldn't stop yeah. it or just let it go. And I did uh, a bunch of these tournaments when I was a purple belt, like in high schools and stuff. So I got a lot of like experience, you know, as... And I didn't even know, but I learned like jiu-jitsu a little different because um, mostly uh, my coach used to say, oh, these girls are wrestlers. They might even take you down. You got to finish them. They're tough. You got to finish them. So every time I started training jiu-jitsu, I was looking so much for submissions. Yep. Instead, like the positions of jiu-jitsu itself, more like a catch wrestling or something. Yeah, okay. And these, sub these submissions only tournaments help me in my jiu-jitsu nogi to be very aggressive, you know. So yep. when yep. I end up fighting the IBJJF tournaments, all these tournaments, these three world titles, I finish all the fights, like all of them. Awesome. So it was... Yeah, it was it helped me, you know. With the gear, I have a harder time. <laughs> <laughs> I love the gear, you know. Like I, I really, I love. Yeah, hey, yeah you I really like. I really love the gear, but it's just not as simple for me. I just don't know how to explain. You know, I can't even tell. Maybe I like gear better than no gear, but yeah, I just don't don't can't perform as as good as I can nogi for some reason. You remind me a lot um you remind me a lot of Cooper um here because he loves a gi but I always tell him he does so much better in nogi because he's so quick. But he just loves the gi. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's like me because I wanna learn. I mean I like to do open guard. So the yep. Even in Nogichu, I like to play guard. So, but the these leaves, and I have a lot of more options. The X guard yeah. with the the gi, but in the end, when I really fight, I like the nogi. It's simpler, you know. Yeah. I like kimura grips. I like hooks, silver hooks, and yeah. that's it. You know. <laughs> That's cool. And I feel like that even in the gi, when things start to get really bad for me, when people start to put pressure in the things, I end up doing no gi because I use like hooks and yeah. overhooks and hooks to try get distance. So no gi base is really nice for your self-defense So because you start to like get distance, you know, with your hooks so good from the guard, you know? Yep, yep. Different than just playing with, lapels all the time and just losing the grips and not having like you know your legs doesn't fall on as well if you don't have good hooks yeah yeah i think that's good as well because it makes it like a lot of gi fighters um use the grip so much that when they have to do nogi they don't know where they have nowhere to grab so even for someone like mm -hmm. my, myself when i pass i don't use a lot of grips i'm more like scrambles and speed so when I do do nogi. I find that I have a lot of success because I am fast and I can scramble and I don't rely on as many gi grips. The grips is like, that's what I feel. I feel I don't, I'm not as strong. I mean, I have strong grips for spider guy, but I, I feel very stuck by the grips in the gi uh -huh. and I don't always can get rid of them to do anything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We've all been there. <laughs> <laughs> How do you, um, 
see women's jiu-jitsu placed at the moment? Like, do you think it gets enough exposure or could promoters be doing more for the, for that side of the sport or what's your thoughts? I, I think it's getting better. You know, I, I know that of course I see that people say of talking about equal pay and stuff, but if you'll be honest, it's not like it's just about equal pay. I think it's more about like being like fair with like, uh, uh, the athletes you're paying regardless if it's a guy or a girl you know if yep. it's respected like their resume and their in their career in the like no matter if it's a guy or if it's a girl so it's not like how the guys and girls gotta be paid the same no you gotta it, the titles gotta be paid the same it doesn't matter by the gender so you gotta quite classify like that but I feel like the female jiu-jitsu is getting more exposure more and more. Of course, we start to slow purple, brown, black, the brown and black. I remember that the, back at the time, the worlds, the girls wouldn't have like only the mats on the time. They would like run our mats on the side and only the guys would be one by one matches. And now all the female matches are one by one in IBJJF and... I mean, in ADCC, I've heard that we might get another division for the female strings. That's true. That would be really good because that's actually the only tournament that has like a very big difference. It's like 16. Yeah, it's a huge difference. Yes. Yeah. So it's not very well divided, you know. So maybe I think that when they create third division, I don't know where it's going to fit, but it's going to make it easier for everybody. That and yes, I mean, I feel a lot of the girls are fighting and getting sponsors. I think it, it's happening, you know, yeah. little by little. And and yes, I, I don't think I can complain. I mean, I, I think we had worse times and it, it's just about time and it's happening. For sure. Yeah, for sure. And I think, look, jiu-jitsu is uh, one of those sports um, where the male and female, their fights are exactly the same. The, the the time the rule set everything's the same so the you're right same. the pay should be exactly the same and to be honest mm. a lot of the times i'd prefer to watch uh black belt women because i find them more technical they use more technique um, yeah we're not as strong and not like yeah very competitive and they're normally exciting matches to watch mm-hmm. so yeah that's yes good. so um another question then would be um, for yourself, a lot of people would yeah. consider you a sex symbol of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. How does that sit with uh, you? I don't care. I mean, I think that's a good thing. If it, like, whatever, um, if that's what people think, it's fine. I don't really feel bothered about it right, at all. Yep. And, um, I, of course, I use it in my favor, you know. Um, yeah, for sure. And, um, yes, but... Uh, I feel I feel like as long as I am respecting, you know, me on the mat, my time on the mat, that was something I've always done, like, since, like, day one, because, like, being, especially in the beginning, being a girl on the mat is not something that's easy, not because I feel like, oh, uh, the guys would not respect me or anything like that, because I've always still respect, but I always felt, too, that, like, the guys always, like, go to the mats and complain about their girlfriends or their wives and talk <laughs> about things. And I felt like, yeah, if I was there, that wouldn't be the same. Yes. So, yeah. for, like, you know, this whole time, I tried to be as less, like, of a 
female symbol on the mat as I could, not because of anything just sexual, but more in a comfortable way for everything, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, so I, it, and I've always did it, it very well. And I feel like in jiu-jitsu, it happens naturally. Girls fit very well in the classes now. And I mean, I feel like it, the other girl that does jiu-jitsu kind of knows a lot about guys and stuff. Because, I mean, we are around all the time. It's kind of weird the sisters and stuff but uh if i i use it like in my favor uh when it's around uh, other things that's not jujitsu and i don't have no problem with it i think it's i think it's a compliment not like a, yeah. something that would be weight neg negatively for me you know no and i think that's correct because like you said as long as i respect your the patty on the mat as well as you know um your looks and then yes. it's fair. But if they're just comparing one thing and not the other, that's not fair. So yeah, I think it's exactly yeah, right the so, way you put it. How yeah, would you, and um, I try it. I take care of myself in a way that I'll never cross this line, you know? Yeah, yep. How would you um, sell jiu-jitsu to women to try and get them to the mat? Because I think, like, um, since, I was, since we've had a gym, I always say to people, parents that came in with their kids, I say, if I had a daughter it would be the first thing that she does is jujitsu. How would you try and sell it to girls to get more girls? I feel like that jujitsu is good for uh, girls first because it gives like the, the self-defense part is not even just about like protecting yourself all in a rape situation, but, but it's more about like uh, imposing yourself in any situation, yeah. you know, like, if you learn how to protect yourself and you feel yourself, you're not going to feel like scared of, or when you're or like, when you're in a situation, not just like in a rape situation, but every situation, you know, and I like competition personally, because I feel like competition too helps you like in your life, in testing, in, in yeah. getting jobs and in, in winning, you know, learning how to get frustrated and keep it going. So I feel like jujitsu, like every other sport, especially jiu-jitsu is good for girls for that because uh, they start to feel themselves and feel the confidence come from themselves mm -hmm. so not just because the way they look or because daddy says oh you're so pretty <laughs> you're a princess because that's why we, we hear you're beautiful you're so pretty you're this and that now and also and i'm capable also i can do this myself also you know, it's going to be hard, but I will figure it out. Things like yeah. that, you know, that I think that with fights, you learn a lot. Because there's, sometimes in fights, there's nothing you can tell. You got to go through it. You got to cry. You got to get hurt. As a kid, you have to go through it. You know, and the girls too, because, I mean, anyways, by being a girl, I feel like it, uh, we don't hear much of that. Instead, like, we hear a lot how we're pretty, how you yeah. The princess and so we, we we grow up based on looks you know yep. yep and then it matters but of course it matters but it's not everything you know yeah 100 <laughs> sure. percent. like and, and when i say it matters like when you're growing up especially you know like and you don't want to like uh i feel like when you were able to fight you like you're able to just be like eh, deal now with the things and go come back and not giving up at least not giving up maybe you're not gonna like not 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 feel it but maybe you know yeah you can go yeah. back at it and overcome you know yeah for sure yeah all about that um self-confidence 
Mm-hmm. Yes, all of that. Mm-hmm. Well, it's uh, not just like by itself, by school and, um, like I say, tests and winning in life, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah awesome. Um, who was your jiu-jitsu idol or is your jiu-jitsu idol and why? Oh, I, that's a bunch. <laughs> so when I, yes, because there are different times, you know, you go and it kind of changes a little yeah. bit. Well, it's always been um, uh, uh, Leo Vieira, né, that he's my teacher right now, but even before he's been my professor because I used to train in Rio with his brother. So I used to see him like the god of jiu-jitsu, you know, like yeah. the first yeah. I can't get close. <laughs> he's yeah. there, I'm here, you know, like, <laughs> So uh, he was like not even human for me, like, you know, and <laughs> him. And when I was a white belt, I used to watch a lot of like YouTube highlights from like Leticia Rivero and then from uh, Kira Gracie. And then I had, I met Michelle Nicolini, that yeah. she's a Czech Machu. So started training for her and learn a lot of things from her, seeing her traveling, teaching seminars. She was one of the first girls to do all this stuff. Yeah. And I could like see that. So I was like, okay, this girl, I trained for her. Like she's a great friend of me, but I always had her as an idol. Let me see. Then after that, I think Karen too from Checkmat. After like when she was pregnant and I was training and she was all on the side lifting weights until she <laughs> almost popped in her baby. Yeah. And then she came and won the world with like the baby was eight months. Wow. I was like, okay. <laughs> that was like, <laughs> that was a thing too. I think that, and but like all time for sure, like Professor Leo, you know, yeah, for, for everything, for the like the story, history of life and competition and, and for the person he is too, like, you know, I really admire him. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah, that's great. Um, so I think you're, um, first seminar was with michelle wouldn't it yeah when i was like when he first started when i was 12 <clears throat> i've been training for like really? a month <laughs> a month and she came and michelle's good friends with cooper's professor um tiago stefanuti and um that was yeah tiago brought michelle over for a, a lot of seminars here and that was cooper's first seminar <laughs> yeah I, probably everything she taught i had no idea <laughs> i've been training for a month i knew how to pass close guard that it Probably that's it. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's right. um, so where do you see yourself in 10 years time, do you think? Um, in everything in life, like competing, like you can, everything. I, I don't know. I, I, I want to compete for like, I, I really want to do the ADCC next year. And then after that, I want to do like less of all the fights, do some fights, but not to fight so much, you know, like every open or every tournament, anything like, and I want to focus, I don't know, in open my gyms and, and maybe have a family, maybe have kids in a couple of years. I don't know. (laughs) And I don't know, 10 years, probably that with my students. I have a lot of students that like are competitors, you know, like I have like, a girl that's a black belt, she's not really a competitor, but I have like purple belts, blue belts, don't bark, purple belts, blue belts, <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, kids too, you know, a lot of teenagers, they're like really like, so I want to build like my, my little uh, 
group of students, you know, have them competing for me and bringing my name, you know, that will be the satisfaction for me since I won't be competing so much. It'll be like to be with them and coaching, okay. you know. Yeah. Doing the job, but in other like sections since I mean, 10 years, I'll be turning 40. Yeah. So I might not be like competing in adults at worlds, you know. <laughs> I yeah. don't know, but yeah. I don't think so. I'll be probably enjoying them doing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, I was um wondering about if you would want to compete ACC because obviously the three-time Nogi world champion, your fight to win strawweight champion Nogi. Yes. ACC is like the, the last Nogi title. Yes, I want it so bad. I want it so bad. I'm going to Brazil to do the tryouts whenever the tryouts is happening. Yeah. I'm going for Brazil. I'm having the tryouts. I'll do whatever it takes. And I think I fit the tournament so well, especially yeah. now when the new division, you know, because I actually, my titles are so little weights, 115, you know, it's low. Uh -huh. uh, comparing with their lowest division is almost 10 kilos over what yeah, yeah. uh, I weight for my title. So uh, I'm excited, you know, I really want to do this. And... Yes, if I win this ADCC, I think I throw a party. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll fire you guys over. Yep. <laughs> we'll be there. <laughs> yes. 2021, I really want to do that. It's like, it's my main focus. That's why I'm training wrestling with, like I told you, that I went to train wrestling with the girls. Yeah. Like everything I'm doing right now uh, is already focused for the ADCC that's going to happen. Yeah, seems like um, like even since the start you've been doing wrestling. Like, seems like the competition would be perfect fit for you, being like a dominantly submission wrestling tournament. So, could be perfect for yeah. you. Yeah, I need to get faster on my feet first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. After last weekend, I realized. I'm and then after that, yes, get to the style that I just see is going to be, I can't wait. It's, yeah. uh, last, this, this last year, 2020, uh, no, 2019, I was hurt. I hurt my knee, uh -huh. uh, ADI, 2018. Yep. I hurt my knee one week before Nogi Worlds 2018. So when I oh, fought wow. Nogi Worlds in 2018, my LCL was uh, part there. Yeah. Wow. And you still came second. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but you know, yes. But you know, uh, I I got in second too because I gotta be honest. Uh, because I was the champion the last two years, I got an easy side of the brackets. Yep. So I didn't really have to fight a lot of matches to get to the final. Yeah. yeah, you know, <laughs> but yes, I, I had, and you know, also I had one day to rest for finals. Finals isn't the other day, but yeah. my knee humble. was really bad. Yeah, my yeah, I gotta be honest, <laughs> it was really bad from because they had the EBI right on the week before, and I, it was in Austin and it was really cold, and I hurt my knee right on the first fight, yeah. and I had like four matches that night. So in the yeah. end of my the night, my knee was so bad. But uh, I was not going to compete Worlds, Nogi Worlds, but I got so good in the brackets. I got like, my professor said, don't do it. But I saw the brackets. I was like, I, I can, I have to at least like <laughs> yeah. try make third. 
I'm gonna try make third, and then I make it finals, and then I'm like, okay, I'm gonna fight finals. <laughs> and it happened good for me, you know. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and then after that, my knees haven't been good. I hurt my knee twice, and uh, I couldn't compete ADCC in 2019, even if like, you know. So I didn't do any tryouts. I didn't have any like attempts of like getting invites or anything because I knew I would not be able to fight. You know. Yep. Yeah. But 2021, I'm up to do it. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> All righty, we're nearly done. We've just got our uh, fast five questions, and then one after that. So. Mm -hmm. So we'll start with favorite submission. Um, arm bar and toe holds and as chokes I like it, or rear naked chokes or bone arrows. Yeah, nice. Nice. Do you have a favorite movie? Mm, well, I don't know. Favorite movie? Not really. Not really. No, that's all right. Uh, gi or no gi? I think we've both. Both. Yep. <laughs> yes. Favorite food? Huh? Favorite food? My favorite food, I think it's uh, uh, pasta, some kind of like lasagna, you know, things with yep. carbs. Nice. Yeah, nice. Um, yeah, pasta or, or, or I like also mashed potatoes with steak. Yum. I like it. Yeah, I like a steak and potatoes or carbs like pasta. You know, I like food. Yep. <laughs> I like food. <laughs> Do you have a favorite drink? Can be anything, alcoholic, non-alcoholic, whatever. I tell you everything I like. There's not a lot of things I like for drink. Water, black coffee, Coke Zero. Yep. Um, and if I ever drink alcohol, usually vodka soda. Yep. Mm -hmm. If ever I do, or if it's like super hot, I would drink a beer, you know, a cold beer. But it, I don't really like alcohol. What about when you win so, the ADCC next year? Ah, uh, no, then I will wear uh, shots and <laughs> <tequila>. <laughs> 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 no, All right, yeah, that's going to be an exceptional day but I think like it's water and coffee and when I go bed like I wait the whole day to drink like a Coke Zero you know like yeah. drink. and yes it's really good that <laughs> is our last question is uh, tell us something people would be surprised to learn about Patty Fuentes people would be surprised to learn Mm, I don't know. I can. I don't know if people what people don't know about me. <laughs> Can be um, what have you been hiding away from people for twenty years? Yeah, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm a I'm a journalist. Oh, a lot of people don't know. Yes. Wow. Uh, yes, I'm a ballerina. I'm a journalist. Let me see something. Ballerina was something I didn't know until. Um, I started doing some research on you. Yeah. Yes. And uh, I don't know that people don't would be surprised about me. I don't know. <laughs> Bella Bella and journalist is good. Yeah, I didn't know journalist. Yes, and journalist. I don't know. I like um I don't know. 
I like my dog. That's what everybody knows that one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we know you love your dog. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. Yes, that. I don't think I have a lot of secrets, you know. That's good. Well, <laughs> that's it. The so okay. We're done. We I hope like that say, you guys uh, enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah we did. We'd just like to say thank you for giving us your time. It's um, that means a lot to us because it is out of your personal time, and um, but it's been great meeting you. And hopefully one day, if you come down to Australia, um, we'd love to get you to our gym for a, a seminar or or something. I would love to yeah. go. I've never been in Australia, so yeah. Well, if you ever do want to come, let me know. I can try and uh, help you set up seminars and stuff. I'm sure we could sell them. I would love to go. I mean, anytime, whenever this pandemic thing go down and I don't know when it's summer for you guys or what time is best too that you feel like people like to uh, do seminars. I don't know if you, people like summer or winter or whatever for jiu-jitsu. No, we can do something cool. Yeah, for sure. Well, I might uh, keep in contact with you and um, organize something for next year. Hopefully once this craziness is over. Uh-huh. And you guys take care over there. How is the pandemic over there? We're in lockdown, but um, nowhere near as many cases as like you guys have had in the States. Uh, our our country is mm -hmm. a lot smaller. We only have like 25 million people. You have like over 300 million in America, mm -hmm. uh, like United States. So. And the government shut our borders down really quick. So no one's been able to fly in here for months. Mm, I see. Weeks. So I think we've only had just over 100 deaths for the country, but... Um, we're still in lockdown. So. Yeah. Yes, I see. Yeah, here slowly it's coming back. You know, I feel like uh, some places are starting to open. Yesterday, for the first time, I even like I I dining in a place. Oh, yeah. nice. Yes, it was on the outside part, but they had like a dining place. So I mean, it was the first time I did it in here, and yeah. slowly more I see more things opening opening I don't know how is the holiday if everybody's out of the beach I am not but <laughs> yeah I, I I I wish I was <laughs> yeah that's that's the biggest part we're missing because we're normally in um California now getting ready for the worlds and we're in oh winter. yeah oh it's winter there yeah. yeah it's the opposite is it cold the winter there yeah well not not how freezing cold like um we're probably it's colder than California, that's for sure. Yeah, you guys get snow. Not where we live, but there is snow in um, the mountains. In the mountains, yeah. In the mountains, I see. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so it's not that frozen, but you no, guys gotta be like, okay, okay. Oh, oh wow. Much better though. Um, here is all all the time is warm here. I like because I'm from Brazil, so yeah. I usually like the the hot weather. I like doing snowboard. Yep. So I love snowboarding, but I just like cold for that. Yeah. <laughs> In and out. Alrighty. Um, thank you very much. It was really a pleasure talking to you. Yes. Um, you're a wonderful thank person. You. And, um, yeah, we'll keep in contact and I'll send you the links for this podcast if you want to share it or what have you. Um, that'd be great. Yeah. Okay. Thank you very much. You yeah, I'll share for sure whenever you send me the link. Thank cool. you. Thanks, Patty. Thanks. Thank so you. Much. Bye. Bye, Bye. Have a good day, guys. Bye.